0: Welcome to the EquipCast for the Archdiocese of Omaha. Designed to help leaders to transform their cultures, to embody the pastoral vision, to be one church, encountering Jesus, equipping disciples, and living mercy. All right, so this is a special little episode of the EquipCast where we're just gonna hear some stories about the fruit of Live Lent Together. Background on that, that is a that's a movement here in the Archdiocese of Omaha where we we want to bring people together with the Lord, help them encounter the Lord and encounter each other. And just seems like the Catholic guilt of Lent, well, I better do something, is a great opportunity to get people to take that that first step. For many, it's a first encounter with the Lord in the community and in the Word of God. And for many, it's a first little step in the mission as they make invitations and invite people into that encounter. Again, with the Lord directly and personally in the scriptures and in the community. Um, we use just very simple lexio based materials, and there's so many cool stories. First, I have a good friend, Mike Coley, is going to share a little bit about his experience with Livlin Together. Uh, Mike is a husband, father, businessman, Member of Holy Cross Parish uh, here in Omaha, and Mike, as you like to use the word, like revert. A little bit of a, a story: raised Catholic, left for a while. Just share a little bit of that story with people.
1: Sure, make it very, very brief. The 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 big changing moment in my life was a wonderful priest. He's passed away, Father Jim Maholsky from Creighton Prep. Grabbed me uh, after class one day as a senior in high school. And posed a couple basic questions to me. And one of them was, do you want to give your life to Christ? And I'd never thought about it. And it, it made a lot of logical sense the way he explained it. You know, the God kind of knows things better than I do, trying to do this on my own. Yeah. Went home that night, knelt down beside my bed, and said, Jesus, I give you my life. And it was just a very kind of logical but tender moment. And yeah. I woke up the next morning, and I always tell people it's like that scene in The Wizard of Oz when she opens the door and you go from black and white to <laughs> color. <laughs> to, to color. Oh, I love that. And I thought everything's alive, and the Holy Spirit took hold of me, and I absolutely fell in love with Christ, started reading scriptures as a senior, started buying Bibles and handing them out, and people thought I was crazy, and I didn't know how to, I didn't this not This is in high school. Yeah, I didn't even know how to explain it myself. I just knew something powerful happened in my life, and all of a sudden, God and the scriptures became extremely beautiful and important to me, and I, I had to share that with everybody, and it was kind of a strange thing, because I felt uh, alone in a way, but I knew... I, wasn't, I had fallen head over heels in love with Jesus Christ and God, and that was the beginning of a journey, a big journey. So that, that journey did lead me out of the Catholic Church, my study of Scripture and, and, and actually non-Catholic radio, Christian radio, oh, um, okay. led me out of the church, joined an evangelical church, but I never stopped studying, kept studying. And eventually, someone introduced me to a gentleman named Scott Hahn, who was kind of just getting started back then, and yeah. uh, Deacon Terry Fitznitz, actually. And I heard him talk as a Catholic, and it blew me away, and it began my journey back in. So I, I basically studied my way and prayed my way back in, and it was fabulous, and I'm, I'm just 100% Catholic. I love the Catholic faiths.
0: That, that's awesome. Thank, yeah, yeah, thank you for that, Mike. So let me, let me just ask here, you led a Live, Lent Together group this past year. Just real quick, right? Live Lent Together is a movement here around the Archdiocese where we gather people together around the Word of God um, to encounter Him and each other. It's often a first encounter for, for many people with with the Lord, or a renewed encounter, and it's a first step in the mission for a lot of people. You decided to lead a, a, a group of your own this, this past Lent. Tell us a little bit about how you came to decide to lead a group.
1: Um it was just beautiful timing for us. My wife and I had moved. We love our Holy Cross neighborhood, don't want to leave it. We were able to move three blocks away into a little bit bigger house because we have a growing family. And um, we wanted to get to know our neighbors more. So it was kind of on a on a natural level and a spiritual level, and the timing was perfect because we, we really felt that desire to get to know our neighbors a little bit better. And then yeah. this came out you know, through the archdiocese, and we heard about it, and my wife talked about it and thought, this is a really, really – neat opportunity. It'll make us a little nervous, but we think it's, it's just something the Lord wants us to do, and um, that was kind of what got us the, the idea of at least you know pondering that concept.
0: That's awesome. So, talk about like how did it go? Like just getting started, making you know, just like okay, this is good timing. What happened next? How did you get started? What did the training do? And and how'd your first invitations go? Sure.
1: I remember just kind of getting the materials online. It was really good. First of all, my wife and I had decided together as a team, you want to do this? You know, something yeah. out of our comfort zone, but it's also a way to kind of reach out uh, uh, to the neighbors. And we just, you know, through the communications that came out and started reading the materials online obviously praying. What I loved was it was, it was kind of a for dummies. It was set up, so you, it, it was just such a great little package that kind of guided you through the step. They offered training. I think we went out to St. Stephen the Martyr for more formalized training. Yeah. So they were really guiding someone through who feels like, ah, you know, should I do this? Can I do this? And we began to read that material together, and, and my wife and I, and then started thinking about what would it look like, who would we invite? And part of the training kind of guides you through that. Yeah. What I loved of the training was they actually let you practice with the person next to you so you're you know a group with a bunch of you know some we knew some we didn't know and said okay pretend you're going to invite somebody right now so you get to practice being nervous and saying okay you're my neighbor i don't really know you i'm going to try this and i actually with one of the person i did i said let's try this where we say no i'm not interested so you feel that rejection
0: yeah let's just live it let's just live it now
1: and we did and we both kind of laughed i said no i'm not interested she's like okay all right. And, and it was just nice to have that time to, to practice before we actually went out and did the real thing. So the materials came, there was a lot of, we had a lot of time to prepare for that.
0: Yeah, that's great. I love that you say that because, you know, behind the scenes, one of the things we tried to design the materials and the training to do is to really, to make it easy um, and to, to help get people kind of over their fears and through that. So sort of like, oh, okay, this is not actually that big of an obstacle. I'm able to do this. So I love the way you did that. You guys actually practiced getting a rejection. It's like, okay, this is not actually the end of the world.
1: Well, it's, it's not about me. Yeah. You know, it's that whole idea of I have to cast these seeds, just like Jesus said, and they fall on different parts of the land, right? And some work and some don't get over it in a nice way, you know, right. Yeah. And uh, with a joyful spirit and no, and, you know, just that acknowledgement that I am going to be nervous and my wife never a little nervous, but oh, well, right. This is what we're called to do. And I just love the fact that, you know, Pope Benedict who just passed away recently. And, and, but Mm -hmm. he had that quote years ago that said, God hasn't called us to comfort. He's called us to greatness. Yeah. And I have to now take my own medicine. Meaning I tell people go get uncomfortable. Go do something that gets you a little uncomfortable for, for Jesus. And my wife and I are like, well, now it's our turn. <laughs> our turn.
0: Oh, that's great. It, so, Mike, I want you to speak to this. A lot of people, when, they're like, when they think about a small group that happens during Lent that's going over you know, the Word of God, it's, you know, it's a, there's a time of shared prayer, they may not think of that as like an outreach tool. But but really, it it is designed to be an outreach tool because it's so simple and so accessible for people. Yeah, you and your wife use it that way. Tell tell people a little bit about like how did it how did that unfold?
1: Okay, it it, it was just so. First of all, like I said, the tools are so simple and you can just it help. It guides you how to do all this. And part of it is the fact that. And the first things you, you ask us to do, you meaning the archdiocese and everybody, is to start praying for those people you think you want to invite by name. Yeah. I remember thinking, my wife and I, in our nighttime prayer saying, we would normally not have done this but now I'm actually praying for these people by name that normally I probably wouldn't be praying for. Right. So let me back up a little bit. We we wanted to do something different where we literally wanted to pan out just around our new, our house and just and in, invite our neighbors. Right. Some we knew, some we didn't, some right. we knew a little bit. Because
0: you're brand new to the neighborhood, or at least that block that of the block, neighborhood. That block, and there's yeah.
1: people there. And I thought, you know, we always joke about when you do Bible studies at church, the usual suspects show up. It's always kind of the <laughs> same group of us a lot of times. Yes. And we really want to... we go- love you, usual suspects. <laughs> yeah. We love you, but... I'm one of them. Yeah, but we want more. Hey, I'm one of them, right? But I want. I just have such a hunger for people to come to know Jesus Christ like I did my senior year of high school. I just yeah. ache for people to have that joy and salvation. And if you can get folks that are not churched or whatever, um, I just love that thought, right? And this was such a safe way because first of all, I could blame the archdiocese. Well, it's not, not like I'm, I'm a crazy guy doing this on my own. I'm, this is something the church wants us to do. So it was a great excuse. Yeah. Um, and we, we kind of just panned our, our, our house and all the neighbors around and said, those are the folks we want to reach. Yeah. And how are we going to do it? So there's a story even doing that I can share with you. Because that was a nervous part of Please, it. yeah. Um, so we literally came up with that list. And we knew about the size we wanted. And we had a little piece of paper we wrote down that we could hand to them. And you just said, I'm going to invite you to this. And another beautiful nugget uh, that we learned, um, I think it was, it was Andy who may have said it, or Kevin could have been Calvin, but and in the folks teaching this on, online mm-hmm. said, uh, don't apologize for this. Don't walk up and say, this is a dumb idea, and I don't know why I'm doing this, and I'm right. really scared, but here, right? He said, don't do any of that. Just invite him and let the Holy Spirit... So that day came, we literally had, you know, whatever, nine pieces of paper and we were nervous and we walked to our first door. I felt like a cheesy salesman, you know, because people just don't go door to door like that. that, No, I
0: mean, most of us, if we're honest, we don't even know our neighbors anymore. Right,
1: right. And that's another reason why I did it. Because growing up, we knew our neighbors. I'm a boomer, right? Loved, loved, loved our neighborhood growing up. Knew everybody and went in and out of everybody's houses. And I missed that. And our society needs it. And I said, let's go do this. So my wife, Molly, and I, and we knocked on our first door. And we were both looking at each other like, I'm nervous. So am I. And we handed this, you know, said, hey, we want to do this little thing for Lent. We invited him. And she said, sure. Just like immediately. And we were both shocked. It was that simple. (laughs) That's awesome. So much of it is the fear that's driving you away from it. Right, right. And we made our rounds, we just knocked on, on several doors, and like everybody said yes almost immediately. We were just so blown away at the receptivity, and they didn't even know what they were really even saying yes to, but um, right or who they were saying yes to because <laughs> you're still the new people in the neighborhood, yeah, yeah um, it takes. It takes humility and willingness to step into your fear. It really does. Just a little bit. You know, in life, we're still alive, right? Nothing dramatic yeah. happened. So that, that was kind of that first initial big hurdle. Then yeah. it's like, okay, now it's like reality. Okay, how are we going to do this? And, and we had to start planning.
0: Yeah. Talk a little bit about, I mean, I know it went very well. It was joyful, fruitful. Just talk a little bit about some of the fruit you saw.
1: You know, it, it was just watching these folks all come in, and we're all a little nervous. But they, you know, it sets up saying spend some time just to mingle a little bit you know it plans it all out yeah. so you just get to know people part of part of that is is, is just visiting and, and it takes you know it can take years for someone i'm sure to come to christ in the way that jesus wants them to come to him you know right and right. you just have to step into this and it's not the journey's not over right to me mm-hmm. this is just the beginning and and getting to know them and explaining kind of the ground rules a little bit and everybody's a little nervous and you're breaking the ice and you're laughing and but it was such a kind environment and a safe environment. We made it very safe. You know, part of the piece is we're not gonna get, we'll go into politics, we're not gonna talk about COVID and the vaccines or whatever the hot <laughs> right. you name the hot topic. We're just not gonna go there. We're gonna we're gonna spend time in scripture and we're gonna be nice to each other. And I didn't have to say it that direct, but it, it just everybody kind of knew that yeah. and were by yeah. the guidelines. And the thing, that, I guess one of the most beautiful things I'm realizing is every one of us is carrying pain somewhere in our life. We've all had difficulties mm-hmm. and struggles. And to provide this safe environment where people slowly start to share a little bit of that pain by the way these questions are lined up in this, and to lovingly just listen to people. And sometimes you see a tear, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then you got scripture kind of healing that along the way. And none of us claim to be experts. Part of the beauty of this is we're not there to be their theologians or teachers. We're there just to facilitate this loving conversation. And you just watch this, I don't know if it's really ice, but the, as the ice melts, you know, and the, yeah. and the hearts start to open. And the comments people made were just so beautiful as the weeks went by. Um, and I, I can share those whenever you're ready also. Please, yeah. Well... What would people say? As we, as we move through that and total strangers start to bond in this beautiful idea of a small group and the beauty of literally my neighbor's. I mean, it's just just so different because it's just... You're literally going to see these people every day. Yeah. So you're seeing kind of this glue start to form between people. And when people start to share their pain and their lives and their history and how Christ can heal that. And then, you know, one point, one lady was just so beautiful. She said, where can you go to do this? This is so beautiful. She goes, you can't... If you go to a bar, you're going to watch a football game. Or if you go to someone's birthday party or if it's Thanksgiving or Christmas you're going to go through kind of that higher level conversation or more shallow, superficial, superficial. but we're intentionally here to go deeper. And they know that, but at a safe, slow level, I mean, when you tell people we're going to talk about scripture, they know it's not going to be about football, you know I mean? Right. And a little of that happens at the beginning, you know, but I just remember how beautiful this woman said, where else can I do this? This is so beautiful. And then I can't remember if it's that same week or a week later um, at the end, they said, we don't want this to end. We don't want this to end, you know? Yeah.
0: I've had people say the same thing. They're like, I'm so sad for Easter. And at first I was like, out, they're like and then they're like, because I don't want this to end. It's like, oh, okay. Well, we, I mean, we don't have to stop. <laughs> right,
1: right. And it, it, you know, it's kind of nice just that when you facilitate, you let other people talk and you watch their own relationships start to connect. It's not yeah. like I'm driving all this or forcing my wife and I, we are just trying to kick off the, the questions, right? And the conversation. Yeah. And that reliance on the Holy Spirit is, is just so freeing. Yeah. and praying for people by name so Jim you said something to me years ago that I love and I I thought about that and you said when you evangelize you need to spend more time talking to Jesus about that person hmm. than talking to that person about Jesus and the point being is you can't just walk up to a stranger and try to shove something down their throat and saying you're gonna go to hell and you need to you know you read your Bible every day and blah, blah blah you're in mortal sin or whatever you know that that because you're yeah. you know but you want the best form but there's a there's a a skill right (laughs) That you can learn and um, i just love that that there again that's very freeing yeah to think this is really god's doing
0: all right so mike what would you say to somebody who's listening and they're they're just a little unsure about taking that first step and starting a group of their own
1: my first comment would be it's natural to be nervous and a little afraid that's okay and you don't, have, and it's also very natural, nervous to think, oh, who am I? I'm not an expert. I would say, set all that aside. You know, I keep telling my, life as I, my wife as I get older, you know, and I mean this very jokingly, mm-hmm. we're going to be dead soon. You know, <laughs> eternity is a long, long time. And this time on earth is so short. Let's yeah. just kind of do something before we die that can really make a difference for someone's life for eternity. I mean, if you really look around your neighbors thinking, I really wonder who's going to heaven and who's not going to heaven. And, and I want to, if I could do something to help that person, maybe they're in a state where they're on their way to hell right now. And you can actually move them into that part of their life where they have salvation. Wouldn't that be one of the coolest things? The day yeah. you get to heaven, you find out, Mike and Molly, you had a part in helping someone get to heaven. Yeah. So my point wow. is, think beyond being a little nervous and afraid and know that we all are, but just take that one step. And you don't have to take 45 steps. Just take that one step. That would be my, my advice. And that can be just literally look for the, call, Jim, who do they contact if they want to know?
0: Yeah, so it was just super easy. First off, come to the training. It's not a commitment to lead. It's a chance to really figure it out, um, and we'll cover the details. So come to the training. You can find all the dates for training at uh, archomaha.org backslash Lent. Or if you just Google Live Lent Together, it's the only Live Lent Together on Google <laughs> right now. So uh, Google Live Lent Together or go to archomaha.org backslash lent. There you'll find the dates and locations for all the training. There's there's dozens of them and some online, some in person. And you can find everything you need to to, to get started and, and to just start the conversation with the Lord.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's little, there's all these little four or five minute video clips that your team put together. That Yeah, it's all the resources you need. 101 for dummies. We'd, my wife and I would watch those. I'd take notes. And then you literally take that step. And like I said, for us, the biggest leap was when we, we had that little piece of paper and we really knocked on the first door. And after that, you're like, I'm all in, right? I, yeah. Someone said, yes, let's go. And uh, just, I guess, acknowledge that you're going to be afraid. That's normal. It's healthy. It's okay. You don't have... And is and as, as un equipped as you feel, forget about that. Yeah. Go, just go and let you, I always say, let Jesus, give him your little fish and your piece of bread and let him multiply it. And the beauty is it's not you doing the work then and you give all credit to God. You're going to make mistakes and just go for it. That's awesome.
0: Mike, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for going for it. And thanks for sharing your story today. Sure.
1: Can I add one little more Go for next it. step yes. just to wrap up? So the, the power and beauty of this is it gave my wife and I a chance to, to do this in our living room. It was beautiful. And we said, we want to do something else called Alpha. Yeah. And, okay. And a lot of folks may not know what that is, but basically we are now taking another step, much bigger circle. We're wow. going to run Alpha now. Um, we ran a little test pilot in our house. Yeah. We're going to run this starting in a couple of weeks at Holy Cross. And we have about... Oh, you know, around 50 people showing up. Wow. That's a lot different than the original nine we invited in our living room. Yeah. Uh, once again, we're just giving it to the Holy Spirit. And it's the same concept of inviting people to have this personal relationship with Christ that can change your life.
0: Yeah. But it turned out to be a stepping stone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Mike. You bet. Well, thank you for letting me visit.
0: All right. So up next, I invited an old friend uh, We've been, gosh, we've known each other for a long time. I think we first met at an ultimate frisbee game, uh, Elmwood Park, a long time ago. But Anne Marie Derval, welcome to the Quick Past. How are you?
2: I'm great, Jim. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, so Anne Marie, you're a, you're a wife and a mother, a writer, um, member of St. James Parish, and you got involved in LiveLand together. Talk a little bit about like what what led you to lead a group this past year.
2: Yeah, sure. I. I had been in Bible studies for the last 20 years and really benefited from the friendship of women and other wives and mothers. And even before I was married, just I grew a lot through those group studies with these other women. And I feel I felt just called to bring that to my parish in especially with the intent of getting to know these women that are, also have kids in this school. And so we yeah. can grow this community together and I can get to know them better and we can make St. James just a dynamic place, was, is, is my hope, is my is my intention.
0: <laughs> what, what was on your heart there? Because I, I think as we, we spoke about this, there was a desire in you, like, okay, I've, I've, I've received something, I've experienced something, but you were being, you know, we, we like to say Live, 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 live Together is a first step in the mission. You were kind of being drawn uh I don't know if you thought about it in this in these terms, but to a sense of mission like you felt the Lord calling you to some people. say a little more about that
2: yeah i I, I felt that I was equipped enough from from all my past years of mm. learning from other people and studies that I had something to give that i when <clears throat> the word is open in front of me I, I am able to share and mm one of the most amazing things that happens for me is that I see, I, I hear the word differently when I'm with other women. Yeah. And and it brings to light things that I wouldn't have gotten just by myself in the chapel. Like they say things that move my heart and I share things that I didn't know was in there. <laughs> yeah. And it's a really beautiful, um, it, just a, a presence, you know, that we create as a group.
0: Right, because you you've had again you reference this you've had years of Bible study and you know personal habits of prayer, but there's something different when you gather with this particular group group of women, and open the Word of God together.
2: Yes, because um, we, you know, we're all stuck in our <laughs> our our day to day lives of trying to raise these children and and build up our husbands and 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 grow as individuals, but. If we don't take that time apart to be fed, we don't have a lot to give. And so I I I've already seen the fruit from last year and I even mm. did an advent study as well. And we um we're growing. We're growing together and I'm getting to know these amazing women and
0: talk about yeah. some of that fruit. What have you seen happen?
2: <clears throat> well, there was one woman who had an experience of God's mercy that was so profound in her life after going through some hard times. And she just exudes this confidence mm. in 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 Jesus and his presence in her life and just how amazing he is. She's continually verbally just you know, sharing praise. Oh, Jesus is so amazing, mm. he's so wonderful. Like because she received that mercy and that made all the difference for her. So she's she's an inspiration for all of us. She just has yeah. that energy that she adds to the group.
0: Right. And is contagious. You can see... What what effect do you see that having on other people? I mean, yourself and others in the group.
2: When she was able to share that hard part of her life, I felt like in the presence in the room, we were all kind of stunned that she was sharing. Sure, and, yeah. But then, then I feel like everyone could share more freely because... Um, she had gone deep and then we were able to go deep and, um, and And gave other people permission, gave other people permission. And
0: yeah, um, that's huge. I think that's been one of the things for me, you know, I mean, you mentioned, and I want to ask a follow-up question about this in a moment, but I, we have similar stories in that I've been blessed to be part of Bible studies for, for years, but there's something a little different in that Bible studies tend to have kind of a set curriculum or like a content and, okay, we're going to go through this. And there's something about gathering together around the word of God where you just let the word of God speak. You know, we're doing Lectio Divina, that the conversation goes places that in the end it's like, wow, that was so perfect. And it was so clear that Jesus was facilitating the conversation, but it's not, it's not what I would have expected, You know, it's not what I had in mind and not what I would have guessed, where I would have guessed or how I would have guessed the conversation would would unfold. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think I I see you kind of nodding. Like There's just this beautiful way that that the word of God hits individuals that unfolds in a conversation that is new and refreshing and really draws people together, it would seem.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I... <clears throat> I think especially with the format of Lexio, reading it through three times and having the different layers of depth that you enter into each time, I think that is really facilitating good conversation with my group. We, we sometimes just skip to step three because we already know how to apply it the second we right. read it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're women and we, we make connections. and That's what we do naturally. But reading it through and pausing and really giving time for the Holy Spirit to speak to us, I, I feel like it's been a really fruitful exercise
0: yeah i love Um, that you mentioned as we were chatting a little bit like before we started recording there's a beautiful diversity in in your group which again i think is a little atypical for those of us who have been in other small group settings talk a little bit about that diversity
2: yeah so i we have a good variety of um experiences of Christ within our group. There are some that are newer to the faith or are just engaging their faith in a new way now. And so they're really eager to learn. And then there are a few of us that have been in studies for a while and have absorbed mm-hmm. a lot of the teachings through through discussion and prayer and stuff. So we've been able to share with the newer people just what we've learned. And that's been neat to, to share mm-hmm. that. But then they have that energy of the newness that they want to learn. And that's inspiring me as well to to re-examine those questions. You know, like, well, why did John the Baptist send the disciples to go, well, go ask him if he's the one? Like, why did he really ask that? Was he, (laughs) didn't he know? (laughs) Right. Uh, We had a great discussion about, like, well, did he just send them because that was his way of getting them to go to Jesus? Or was that
0: um was he he actually doubting Was he having trouble
2: you know and so then we could we discussed that for quite a while and um just entering into that question again with new people and 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 new insight it was just really beautiful
0: yeah and and rather than like oh the diversity was kind of awkward because we weren't all at the same level or the same page it was enriching
2: oh yeah completely and and then you just you, you know you get a group of women together you have different personalities too yeah what so, <laughs> shocking <laughs> i know i know so just just this person you know has been doing adoration for a long time so she's got this intense sense of god's presence with her and this one is really active in in other things or this one's really good at parenting <laughs> so yeah. she brings in you know insights into how to share that with with our kids and um yeah so we just we The the diversity is very enriching.
0: That's awesome. All right, Emery, what would you say to somebody who's kind of listening to this, and they're like, I think maybe I should lead a group, or I'm like, no, 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 I I love my group, and I was a part of a group, and I'm really not open. (laughs) The Lord might be knocking on the door asking me to to step forward and, and lead a group of my own. What would you say to them?
2: I would say that first of all, I think the training was helpful that I went through before I was giving the Live Live Lent together. The training was helpful. But I think on the other hand, I just write the email and I invite people. Yeah. (laughs) And then we come and then the Lord does amazing things. Like I'm I'm prepared because I've read it through, you know, but I'm also just ready for the Spirit to work and and the Spirit works.
0: Right. Well, and it's... I mean, I almost hear you saying, it's really not me. <laughs> yes, like Jesus yes. is actually the one, the Holy Spirit's the one who's just kind of doing, doing all the work here.
2: Yes. And actually when I let go more and pause and I listen as a facilitator, yeah, I, 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 I see the other women being able to share and feel comfortable. And so it's not really about what I want to say. Yeah. or what I need to say, <laughs> yeah. you know, to guide the group. I'm just giving the form, you know, the, the structure, you know, the the pieces on the outside and making it making it happen, but then the Spirit makes real things happen.
0: Fantastic. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for stepping out. Thanks for, yeah, making those invitations, and thanks for sharing your story.
2: Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you.
0: And our final guest, Paula Bastian, and I just get to chat a little bit about uh, just some very cool things that happened with her Live Lent Together group. Paula, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing great, Jim. How are you?
0: I'm really good. I'm really excited to do this. Good. Um, So... Paula, you're a member, you were a, a part of the, the mentorship program uh, for the Archdiocese of Omaha. You're a member of St. Wenceslaus Parish nope. here in Omaha.
3: St. Vincent de Paul. St. Vincent de Paul. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, we won't edit that out just to show the Jim, no. <laughs> God <laughs> bless St. <Saint> Vincent <laughs> de Paul Parish. Um, Paula, tell us a little bit about, like, what, what kind of, like, mm. drew you? Because mm. because you are, right, for people who, <laughs> who know you, uh, very active in your faith, mm. You didn't need anything else to do. What what drew you to Live Lent Together?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a good question, Jim. Yeah, so full disclosure, I love small groups. I love small groups. Yeah. I've always loved small groups. I have uh, have been in prayer groups. I've been in Bible studies. Love being in small groups. That's my thing. So I think I was at a mentorship weekend or day mm-hmm. uh, here at the Archdiocese when I first heard of Live Lent Together, and I thought, whoa, that's really cool. That's very great idea. Great idea. Let's get some people together, doing some reading the scriptures, sharing. That's perfect. But I don't need another small group. Like, I have small groups. I don't need to do this. And really, but I'll tell people about it mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I will tell people about it. So this is
0: a great thing for other people.
3: It, it is. <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. So I'm. But,
0: but there was something that shifted for you to say, oh, and it's something for me.
3: Well, not at that moment. Right. Though, not at that moment. Yeah. So I talked to my small group about it at the mentorship circle. And I thought, you know, we were talking about who, we, who they were going to ask to do, you know, do it with them. Everyone was on board. So I'm driving home uh, from. The, it was a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving home in the afternoon, and I have Spirit Catholic Radio on, and I'm listening to a re-air, a, re, a best-of morning show on Spirit Catholic Radio. And I believe it was um and Andy, Andy nice. was on, and yeah. he was kind of doing a promotion on the Live Lent Together. And as he was speaking about it, I had a – just this – um. Feeling this, like just this feeling that I needed to do it. Like all of a sudden, the Lord was saying to me, "You need to do this." I'm sitting in my driveway, Saturday afternoon, evening, and I said to the Lord, "But I, I have small groups, and we kind of do this already." And He said, "But you need to have couples do this. You need uh-huh. to do this with your husband and couples." And I thought, well, that would be great. I would love that, but I don't think he would love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that's just you're like it's fine. Lord, not, tell him not his thing. But I prayed about it a little bit, and he wouldn't be like totally against it. It would just have to be just right. And so I went in, and he asked about my day at the mentorship program, and I told him, and I shared with him about the live lent together, and how what a great uh concept it was and he just nodded and listened and I said I think we're supposed to do it and he's like oh okay he didn't say no that's a dumb <laughs> idea and I said okay well that's yeah, an in yeah. that's an
0: in for me yeah. oh is not a no, no that's it's not, not
3: a no. no and I and so I like I really prayed about the people that I was supposed to invite yeah uh they it couldn't just be anybody they had to be people that he was comfortable with yeah people yeah. that we know friends of ours
0: couples right couples yeah
3: yes so, and right away, the Lord brought into my heart four couples mm. that are friends of ours, who we did a faith share together, you know, maybe 15 years ago when we first moved here. Uh, we have, we're all in a faith share together at St. Vincent's. And so we were very comfortable with them. My husband enjoys their company and doesn't feel intimidated by them. And so I brought those. I said, I think we're supposed to do it with these people. And I, he's like, yes. Yes, I think that's a great idea. That's awesome.
0: The specificity of who yeah. made all the difference yes, in making it attractive. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I love it.
3: And so then, and then I'm thinking these are four very busy couples. They're never going to be able to meet right. at yeah. a set, set time. Sit, you know, daytime. Yeah. Again, there's there was those were those doubts being thrown at me, and I thought oh, I'm just going to send an email out or a text out to all my the women in the group and see if this is something they would be interested. Every single one of them were like, "Yes. Yes, this is a great idea. Let's see if we can make this work." It was not even a problem. We we found a date, we found a time. We met for every single one of them and we enjoyed it very much. It was it was very very fruitful, I would say. And the men all participated and it was the women, we were just kind of sitting back and watching them and listening to them as they were participating and sharing. Mm. And we thought, well, these are our husbands. <laughs> this is so
0: great. <laughs> That's great.
3: And so we didn't want it to end, actually. We didn't want to end. We still talk about still wanting to get together. Now it's a whole year. Lent starting again. I'm yeah. sure we will pick up and do it again this year yeah. with that group.
0: So what else did you see in terms of like... Fruit, you already said, like, wow, the guys are talking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what else did you see?
3: Yeah, um, I think just, like, maybe a, a, a renewed sense of journeying together. So, like mm. I said, we were in a face-share group 15, 16 years ago. We were in different. We were in a different stage of our lives our kids were little and we had kids in grade school or high school and you know now most many of us are empty nesters our kids are often married and you know on their own so like we're in a different stage in life yeah and so it was really it was very very comforting and yeah. it was very uh i don't know it was just it, i I don't know what the word would be we We would just, at the end of the evening, we just all have this very wonderful fellowship feeling. You know, like this Mm -hmm. is something that we miss. We don't, you know, you you miss what you don't know. You miss, sometimes you just miss things that. Yeah. Well, and you don't know know that you've missed them until they show back up again. Yeah. So, yeah, it it was really good, Jim.
0: That's great. Paula, what would you say? I know there are people listening to this that are like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. I don't know if I can. Um, What would you say to someone who's just kind of like on that precipice? They're just kind of pondering, I don't know, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should say yes. I had somebody invite me, but I don't know how we could pull it off. What would you say to them? Yeah,
3: pray pray about it first. I mean, really, because I said no, I wasn't supposed to do it. And then the Lord said, yes, you really should do this. So pray about it, and then like follow through, walk through the open door. I think if, if you're not supposed to do it, the doors will close. There'll be no's. Sure, And yeah. so if the, if the doors are open and you walk through them and they say yes, and then the Lord will also provide what you need to lead it. It's not difficult to lead at yeah, all. It's, it's a super... matter of just reading the script.
0: Yeah, it's super easy. It's
3: so easy. Yeah, it
0: really I, is. I, I mean, it really is like, and it's intentionally designed that way, where it's like, okay, I'm going to ask these two warm-up questions. If I can read these out loud, and honestly, I don't even have to read them out loud. I could have somebody else read them out exactly. loud. Exactly. Yeah. Then we're going to do the prayer thing. It's just a simple kind of Lexio divina that's interspersed with journaling that helps, usually helps people who are newer to prayer. Their their prayer is a little bit more concrete and easier for them to share that way. And then there's again a couple of reflection questions to read at the end and. A suggested, suggested group action and close opening closing prayer. It's really that's that's all there is to it. I I love what you said though, at, at, at the beginning. Like, and this is like, oh, if I'm not supposed to lead it, then the people I invite will say no. Mm-hmm. Like, which is like, duh. That that's just a safety valve that is really helpful for those of us who are like, gosh, I don't know. I, I have a tendency to overcommit. I think, you know, so, some of us are, are that way. And, you know, mm-hmm. the Lord, not only will he provide what you need in terms of energy and strength and time, but he can also just have people say no as a, as a safe way to right. make sure that it doesn't happen if it's not supposed to.
3: And, and yeah. And so don't count out those people that you think, oh, they'll never say yes. Like, because I really didn't think My husband would say yes. and agree to that.
0: Well, and that the other couples would. And the other couples would
3: all be able to do it, and they all showed up and they all participated. And this is the other thing I would suggest when doing this program, like like you said, has a little, a couple little uh, questions or uh, thought provoking questions in the beginning before you even get started. Like, don't skip those. Like sometimes you might look at them and think that. Oh, this is kind of silly, or I don't understand. It all comes around. Yeah, they are. Every week we would come, we'd go through, we go, oh, now we get it. Now we know what They are
0: essential. The warm-up questions really do, although they're not like particularly spiritual by intent, they're just kind of warm-up questions. They do create a a context of kind of friendship and conversation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that then when the Lord is specifically invited in prayer is really, uh, is really, yeah, beautiful.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we'd always go, Now we get it. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) awesome. Now we get
3: it. Yeah, it was good.
0: Well, Paula, thank you for sharing your story. If anybody wants to find out more information about how to get trained as a small group facilitator, and as a side note, like just come to a training, check it out. They're really good at helping you actually discern and make a plan and you'll know whether you're supposed to lead it or not. But don't make that decision until you've had a chance to pray about it and and probably come to the training. But you can find all the information on the trainings. You can find the materials. They're all Lexio based super, super simple and easy to lead at archomaha.org backslash Lent. Or you can just Google Live Lent Together and it'll take you right there. Thanks, Paula. Thanks, Jim. All right, everybody, as we close here, I just wanna offer just a short little reflection on why Live Lent Together seems to work. We like to say that Liveland Together is two things. For many, it's a first encounter with the Lord, and for many, it's a first step in the mission. So a first encounter with the Lord, uh, the, the Lord is alive, and he is speaking and moving and constantly laboring uh, for our hearts and our minds. But there's something special about the way he shows up within the Christian community, In within the Word of God, the Scriptures. Live, Lent Together brings both of those together. So individuals get an opportunity in a little community of faith to encounter the Word of God, and it works. He's alive, and he does it, and even if it's not fireworks, people have an encounter with the Lord. Sometimes dramatic, uh, sometimes more simple, but that encounter with the Lord is real, and over the course of even just a few weeks, that encounter changes lives. The second thing about Live Lent Together is why it seems to be so successful is that for many, it's a first step in the mission. You see, missionary disciples, there's really four key habits to being a missionary disciple. It's prayer, friendship, invitation, and compassion. And Live Lent Together tends to bring all of those together. Uh, first off, it's prayer. Usually as you're preparing and you're deciding who to invite and you're getting ready for the invitations, uh, discerning whether or not you sp- you're supposed to facilitate a group, there's usually prayer involved with that. But then the experience of Live Lent Together is an experience of shared prayer, letting the Lord speak on in the Encounter series, the core gospel message, uh, in the Mercy series, on our call to live mercy, the mercy that the Lord offers us, on and on and on. The experience of liveland together is one of prayer. Two, it's friendship. It's just getting together, sharing life, food, snacks with people. And in this day and age, so many of us, post pandemic, we're starved for friendship. Friendship is a good, essential, I would say, element of the Christian life, and liveland together helps to provide that it's also invitation right it is a concrete simple invitation hey let's meet at this coffee shop let's meet in my home let's get together let's do it online but let's let's connect the invitation that's a habit that missionary disciples have they make invitations and livelight together provides a simple easy non-threatening right we're just going to do it for 6 weeks it's not it's not from now until when jesus comes back it's just a simple easy invitation that you can make, that people can receive. And then finally, it's compassion. When you get together with people in the context of friendship and prayer, when you've made invitation, before long, when we experience even just a small taste of that community, we can see the needs, the hurts, the sorrows, the burdens that our friends are carrying and our hearts are very naturally moved to compassion. There's so many beautiful stories of groups that began to meet together for Lent that found themselves drawn together when one or several of the members were very particularly in need. It, it fosters a heart of compassion, and all of those things, prayer, friendship, invitation, and compassion, are essential habits of a missionary disciple's life, And they all kind of come together in this little context we call Live Lent Together. If you'd like to find out more information, you can go to archomaha.org backslash Lent. There you can find out about all of the invitations. They're available via Zoom, excuse me, the trainings. They're available via Zoom and at several sites throughout the Archdiocese of Omaha. There you can also download the materials, all very simple lexio based materials, including a brand new one this year for the year of the Eucharist called Nourish. So I encourage you to check it out. Look at one of the trainings, check out some of the training videos, and God bless your Lent.